Kembo, why don't you have a shirt on? Well, there's nothing worth wearing, Eden, because if it's not cancelled movie report related, I ain't wearing it. Oh, really? Is so that I'm true? St- I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. Oh, well, Kevin, you've got to sort something out. Where, where can you get some of that merch? Oh, you know what? I've just thought of something. We now have Cancel Movie Report merch. <gasps> and if you hit the link in the episode notes, you can shop it yourself. Hang on. It takes you right there. It takes you right there. The future is now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series that talks about the best movies that Hollywood, or in this case, England, ever made. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Campo, and joined, as always, by special agent Eden Porter. Thank you, Cambo. Please don't use my real name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, You've blown my cover, Cambo. <laughs> the king's enemies will know where to find you. Now, this is part two of our report on the third and cancelled Timothy Dalton James Bond movie. Mm. So if you haven't listened to part one, make sure you do that first. But if you need a little reminder, here's a quick recap. No doubt you've heard of the Harrier that crashed in southern China yesterday. Unfortunate accident. Well, we're not so sure it was an accident, 007. But the minister has put this fellow Nigel Yaplin in charge. He submitted a report recommending the 00 section be abolished. So we're revealing the master cat burglar Connie Webb, described as a beautiful American adventuress in her early 30s. It's a superconductor. Well, I'm not impressed. Well, then get me to your top man. He will be. Sitting next to a serene pool is Sir Henry Lee Ching. He's your big bad electronic genius running a tech giant company. He's a mixture of Chinese father and British aristocratic mother and recently knighted for his scientific achievements. I must meet this English man, this friend of Miss Webb's. Meanwhile, we cut to Bond sitting in a commercial plane with an invitation in hand to find Connie Webb and to attend a party and meet Sir Henry. Now, let's get back into it. Now, Cambo, are you a fan of James Bond? No, I hate him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> but do you have do you have a favorite Bond that you? Yeah, I do. Identify with? I do. I feel like everyone's Bond. I feel like the bo- Bond is like the Doctor as well. It's generally who you grew up with. Is, and is and your audience Bond. is talking about Doctor Who there? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah, I think his name is Doctor <laughs> the, Who. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, Doctor. Another British staple. Yeah, uh, the one you grew Batman. You maybe say as well. The one you grew up with is generally your one. One, yes. Uh, so I would say for both of us, probably uh, Brosnan, right? Goldeneye era. I, I love I love Brosnan, but I have a, a deep admiration for um, for uh, Roger Moore. Okay, yeah, well. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I watched a lot of them growing up yeah. as well. I will just say, though, um, 2005, 2006, whenever Casino Royal came out, I was about 14, 15. I remember seeing that at the movies and just being like, this is – the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, really? Seen. So I, I, Daniel Craig, I'm kind of either, you know, they're really bad, but yep. Casino Royale is my favorite James Bond movie. Of all of them? Of all of them. Yep. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Skyfall's probably my favorite yeah, as okay. well yeah. when, it, when you put them all back to back. Yeah, yeah. He is good. Um, but I do genuinely have a soft spot for Dalton. Oh, really? Because I kind of, I get what he was going for and I feel like they're he was- trying un- something. I feel yeah. like he was, it was just too soon and they weren't quite- good enough yet to pull to it off. do it. Yeah. But I feel like he got an unfair shake. Oh, hundred percent. You like there, there are actors that are right for a role at the wrong time. And, and I, that's I, probably a good example. That's why I think yeah. Dalton is, is yep. he is a fantastic bond. He just wasn't 
it's not the, the right, right time, time right for time. him to be Bond. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But don't worry, he went on to Hot Fuzz. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> and I must say, Dalton, and you like obviously you'll be hearing in this episode the coolest voice. It's great. It's isn't just it? the coolest it's, voice. It's very man. good. Yeah, I think of all the voices, he he's probably my favorite, second to Connery. Yeah, you can't beat Connery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, let's get back into the episode. Please. Okay. So remember, um, Bond was arriving in Hong Kong for the I party remember, yeah. with Sir Henry and uh, and Miss Webb. Yes. Yes. Um, Connie to her friends. Correct. Bond arrives at the airport and he's shown into the custom office where he meets his contact there, a veteran spy near retirement, Denholm Crisp. Don't hand me that, you little bugger. Nothing comes in or out without you knowing about it. No, I'm no reason to price you filthy. Just find her. Chop, chop. Bloody bandit. I expect some loyalty from my own brother-in-law. Denim Crisp, Chief of Section H. Welcome to Hong Kong 007. For you. A drink? Whiskey all right? Thank you. Tell me, has this plane landed yet? I'll be in shortly. I'll run you over. Any word on the woman? Arrived in Hong Kong yesterday. Hasn't been seen since. I've got the best contacts in all of Asia. If she's still here, I'll bloody well find her. It's open. That'll be all, Sergeant. Isn't that a diplomatic pouch from London? Buggers at the embassy try to keep me in the dark. Something from the Home Office. Fellow named of Yupland is arriving tonight. Advance man for the Foreign Minister's meeting. Quan, can you deliver this rubbish to the embassy? Can't tell you how glad I'm to see you. Things are getting a bit dull hereabouts. We'll nip out the back. I'll need a weapon. Ah, of course. I brought along your favourite. Worth a B9. Should do nicely. This Harrier business has everyone a bit on edge down here. Anti-British feelings are running high in China. Bad timing on the eve of the talks. Jablin thinks the Chinese staged the whole thing. <laughs> Not bloody likely. Something else is going on in Nanking, right across the border. Very hush-hush. Overnight they brought down two divisions from the north. Their navies are full alert. It's a powder keg. One spark, we could have a war in our hands. As if things weren't confusing enough, today's the start of the New Year's celebration. The Year of the Sheep. Or the Goat, depending on who is translating. <laughs> right you are. There she is. The Aston Martin DB5. Look familiar. Q. How did you manage this? Oh, you underestimate me, 007. I still have friends in low places. She's a beauty. Somehow I feel... less naked. I assume this was the sensation that you cultivated. Nevertheless, of course, I'd rather you have her than turn her in for scrap. Although, if things run true to form, I guess it won't make much of a difference, will it? <laughs> you malign me, Q. Oh, that is quite impossible, 007. Now, she's been thoroughly updated. Let me explain some of the refinements. It is capable of speeds in excess of 200 miles per hour. So oh, please take it gently until you get... Used to it. 
I swear, it's a wonder he doesn't drive me to the drink. <laughs> Q hates Bond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like having someone in the office that just breaks all your yeah. shit all the time. Every time he's like, oh, 007, do be careful. Drive me to the drink. It, it's, it's, he should stop telling Bond what not to do with something. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like Bond's like a little kid. Where we, he's like, whatever you do, don't make this explode. And the one thing Bond's like, I'm going to make this explode. I'm going to make that explode. Also want to shout out an absolute barnstorm of a performance from Paul Kaczynski as Den Holm. Coming in hot as the MVP of this movie. <laughs> that he's, is- he's picking up phones. He's yelling at people. He's sick of it all. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And you know what's great as well? is He's probably like the Felix character that's yeah. usually the James Bonds, but they've just made him Scottish now. And just manic. Yeah, and just yeah. all over the place. Yeah, bloody bastard! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Paul, Paul Kaczynski voiced him for us. Um Shout out quickly to our friends at the Search the Series podcast. Great oh, Scottish yes. audio drama. So when yes. we knew that yeah, we were correct. having a couple of Scottish characters, I had to reach out to them. Uh, Paul was also in our At the Man's of Madness episode as well. Uh, I, I love Den Holm. He's, he's fun. It's he's great. He's great. He's great. He comes back a bit later <laughs> yeah, as well, great. which is awesome. Um, so now we're at the Imperial Hotel. Yeah, Bond is checked in by the lovely manager, My Way. M-I-M-A-Y. So that's your... That's your classic James I, Bond trope. I have no thoughts on that name. Yeah, okay, okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's no Octopussy. No, yeah. no they've toned pussy, it down. It's pussy galore. Pussy yeah, galore. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Also, and she, 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 she calls it out there. Like Bond looks at her and goes, my way, interesting. She goes, no Frank Sinatra jokes. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So just quickly, um, he also got his classic gun back. The PK. The, yeah, yeah, the Walter PK-9. PK yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so he's got his classic car, his classic So Q's come down, yep. given him his car, he's got his gun. And what does he's, he do? Not respect him and drive off. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Because yeah, okay. he's got, he's got, he's got, he's doing things my way. <laughs> 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 Which will happen momentarily. Um, she nods and escorts him to his room, the honeymoon suite. A New Year's Eve party is ensuing, so there's like people everywhere through the foyer. Photographs are being taken, and one of the guests takes one of Bond. Yeah. So then we cut to a computer screen, and the chief of the Chinese intelligence services, Quinn Lo, is looking at the picture of Agent 007. So just quickly, he's, uh, I would imagine, still undercover is James Barker. He's still James Barker. Barker, Baker, whatever. James James Baker. Yeah, yeah, James Barker. Um, So he's still undercover because um, that's how Sir Henry knows him because remember, Sir Henry wants to buy the stuff off him. Bond prepares with a shower, yes? Except this hotel, it's very fancy. It's one of these crazy fancy hotels. Um, the bathroom's more like a tropical rainforest Ooh. with ferns everywhere and faucets sort of along the side of the room. And you can turn up the heat as yeah, much as yeah, you want. Yeah. yeah. He sees movement and he draws out his P9, only to discover a nude female figure in the steam. This is, this is classic. Bond people are always sneaking up on each other in the shower. Yeah. yeah. This is it. And it's, it's Connie Webb. Oh yes, my my, a maiden in the mist. <laughs> it's amazing he gets any sex. Yeah. <laughs> true that, true that, Cambo. Um, she informs Bond that her uh, superiors were impressed with his merchandise. She says to him, "Your little lump." Impress some people. So she gives as good as she gets. Um, Connie's ordered champagne and they toast to their new partnership. But Bond was thinking it to be more of a merger. And they make love in the shower, Cambo. It's all happening, James Bond style. Classic Bond trope. Bond loves to make love in the shower. Loves shower makeout session. 
Um, we're now in the streets of Hong Kong. It's Chinese New Year as Connie and 007 drive through the streets um, in the, the um, DB5. They witness many party goers letting off firecrackers and dressed in elaborate Chinese sort of costumes. So it's that sort of party atmosphere. Bond decides it's time for a little information. So he quizzes Connie about her robbery at the Kohoni Industries because she hasn't fully admitted what she's sort of done to him. She claims to have switched over the um, the chips for a real set. However, Bond is still pretty, pretty suspicious yeah, right. of her. Uh, they make it to Sir Henry's party entrance. Rows of expensive cars are all being parked by valets out the front. It's that James Bond, yeah, yeah. they do that a lot. Um, they get out and they move inside. So we're, we're at Sir Henry's huge futuristic offices now. Bond and Connie are scanned through this high-tech security entrance. Bond's ticket is under his fake name, Mr. Baker. We cut to the security office where Redden, the big security guy, yep. Uh, he watches a screen with 3D renders of Connie and Mr. Baker. So Very again, we're going futuristic. Yeah. He's filling with all information about it. Then it zooms in on Mr. Baker's shoe and it somehow shows you inside it that he's got a hidden throwing star inside the heel. <laughs> oh, yeah. so very futuristic. Ridden is suspicious and he tells security to keep an eye on this uh, James Baker. He's got throwing knives in his shoe. I think, yeah, something's up. Yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point. So, I've worn formal shoes in my time. Never once have I what? accidentally found a throwing knife. I don't. I don't know. I've never checked. Check. So I've got shoes on now. Check your shoes. I think I. They could just. Aiden, have, is that a throwing? Hang knife? on. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so Henry's party is well underway. Bond and Connie grab some champagne. Bond looks around and notices uh, Delholm Crisp and and uh, My Way across the room. Yeah. So they're chatting. They're there as well. They've been invited. He's just about to approach them when suddenly a group of black clad commandos appear, rappelling down the side of the building. Bond instinctively goes to draw his weapon. However, the building's security system activates, blinding them with light, sealing off all the doors, shooting water cannons at them, and a security robot appears, much like the one Bond faced at the start of the movie, uh, with an automatic machine gun that pops out and starts mowing down the commandos. The building has the latest and greatest security technologically okay, installed. It's a show off, yeah. And it's a show off, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the lights come back on and reveal Sir Henry on stage. No fear, no one be alarmed. This is a simulation to show off our high tech security. It's the way of the future. The commandos all rise up, stunned party goers all start to applaud. <laughs> so it's a nice little, like, yeah, example. The party's now settled down, and we see Bond and Connie looking at a giant symbol of a hanging flag just as Winkhart approaches them. What is it? It's the Chinese symbol for the word form. Correct. Very good, Mr. Baker. Otto Winkhart. County Webb. Enchanted. What table are you at? Table one. So am I. Must be faked. Amazing coincidence. What charisma. You can feel the power. Sir Henry is the first genius to operate on a global scale. He lives by his own rules without the encumbrance of political allegiance. I like a man who's motivated by greed. He always know where he stands. Yes, well... Oh, it looks like the buffet is open. Ah, Bond. Denholm, what do you know about our host? Whitehall thinks the sun shines out of his very orifice. Is the models of an arms dealer and the brains of a genius. Dangerous combination. Father was a big wig general during the war. Got on the wrong side of the China Revolution. I'll wager that in spite of all his English pretensions, our Sir Henry has never forgiven the British for not helping the nationalists. This is the power table, closest to the host. 
Convincing display earlier, yes. Yes, but a little hard on the party guests. Eh, perhaps, but one cannot exaggerate the dangers of terrorism. Or fire, for that matter. Why, just this morning the Kohoni twins perished in a terrible fire. Perhaps, if they had listened to Sir Henry, they may have been spared. Ah, my weakness, fortune cakes. Here you are, Baker. You are not to tell anyone your fortune, or it will not come true. We see Bond's fortune. It reads, Floating Restaurant, Aberdeen, tonight, 10 p.m. Interesting fortune? Yes, very. Henry Lee Ching. Baker, James Baker. I'll know. Sir Henry does not shake hands. Oh. What brings you to Hong Kong, Mr. Baker? Business. I have an invention to sell. Are we speaking of a major financial transaction? Very reasonable for what it is. Five million dollars. An invention without manufacturing know-how is seldom worth that kind of money. That's included in the price. Well, then the year or the goat will be especially profitable for you. Sir Henry, <laughs> having a little R&R, &R, how we bond. Yablin. I see you have met one of our seasoned agents, the legendary James Bond. Modern knight, errant and scourge of Her Majesty's enemies. You see, Bond, I've enlisted Sir Henry's aid in the Hong Kong negotiations. Never hurts to have a genius on your side, eh? An agent could have fooled me. Well, I have to mingle. Drop by the office in the morning, Bond. Well, I'm afraid I have another appointment. It was a pleasure to meet you. Good night, Mr. Bond. And be very careful. It is a New Year's Eve. There are some deadly drivers on the road. You'd be surprised how safety conscious I am. Good night. There we go, Cambo. Yaplin coming in. He just in, blowing he the just cover. Blew his cover. Oh. He just totally blew his cover. Oh, it's to everyone. That's yeah. insane, Cambo. Jeez. And okay, so Yaplin in bed with Sir Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's this no was good, yeah. that's no good, mate. I had him pegged for episode one. <laughs> Not many people thought that. Everyone <laughs> thought he was on the level. He was just trying to get the finances <laughs> in order, Cambo. That's right. So yeah. So, so introducing to. Sir Henry and James Bond, yeah. first meeting, yeah. meeting the big bad. Yeah. And yeah, he's sort of, there. Yeah, he's sort of the evil Steve Jobs. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, evil Steve Jobs has been a few Bond villains. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now remember, um, so Yaplin is obviously blown Bond's cover. Now Bond sort of had to leave. But as Bond says goodbye to Connie, she turns and she shakes Bond's hand, slipping something to him. In his palm, he holds the microchip with the Kohoni Industries engraved on it. So wow. she's dropped it to him. As Bond leaves, security officer Rohan, yep. which is uh, yep, the, big the, guy, the big guy, uh, escorts Connie to a lift whilst uh, everyone else watches on. Okay. So Bond's now leaving and Connie's been taken to another. Yeah, yeah. Looks right. like she might be in trouble. She could be in trouble, yeah. yeah. Cut to Bond in his DB5 as he pulls up to the floating restaurant. Because remember, the fortune cookie told him that um, Otto gave him. Yeah. said meet yep. at this restaurant. Yeah. Um, from his fortune cookie. More fireworks shoot off overhead. His passenger door opens and who should enter? Why, it's my way. Ooh. Yes. 
My Way suggests they get a drink and go somewhere quiet. Is she some kind of secret agent? I think she might she be working for the Chinese, Cambo. She doesn't just work in the hotel, as no, we suspected. No, no. Back to uh, Sir Henry's offices, and his goons are admiring their latest advancement in technology. It is a lethal robotic car. Oh, <laughs> yes, Cambo. So many he's, robots. He's, he's, it's, it's Elon Musk yeah, right now. Yeah, he's yeah. gone full Elon. Um, it's designed to hunt and destroy <laughs> other vehicles. Why? Yeah, correct, correct. So Henry is dressed in a... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to describe what you think this is, Cambo. So Henry is, is dressed in a virtual reality suit. What do you think that okay. would entail? In 1990... Yeah. Uh, what what was the Sega virtual reality headset? <laughs> yeah, it'd be one of those. Yeah, it would be. It's a full suit. This yeah, one. it'd be an exoskeleton style suit. Suit. That's what it? I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of pa- like the power glove on each hand. I reckon the cast. I reckon the prop department would have bought one of those Velcro suits. Oh yeah, and they would have stuck, stuck stuff into on. it. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, he sits at a console, and the operating controls look exactly like a car. Yeah. Yeah. So we can see the action on a large monitor with Sir Henry's POV. Just then, Connie, flanked by guards and Winkart, enter the room. Take a seat. You will find this amusing. So now we're in the streets of Hong Kong with Bond and My Way speeding through the streets in uh, Bond's car. The killer car is approaching them fast. Mm. Mm. So Henry uses infrared targeting to keep a steady lock on the DB5. He selects from his weapons menu, so he pulls up the weapon. It's like Mario Kart at this point. Yeah. Great. And he goes, um, I will give them a chance. I will choose machine gun. <laughs> so the machine guns pop out of the robotic car and it starts firing at the uh, DB5. But Bond dodges the fire, whipping back and forth with the Aston Martin. Uh, Bond presses another button and releases Claymore mines behind him. Ooh, so he starts dropping yeah. mines. Um, so it's just two robot cars fighting, fighting each, each other. other. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, so, so Henry's still in pursuit. Yeah. He's dro- he's now dodging all the, the mines and the damaging the car, but it's all it's reinforced and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, the robotic car keeps close on Bond's tail, imitating the Aston Martin's every move. So he like locks it on so it's perfectly yeah, near it. The machine gun starts laying into Bond's car again, and he pulls up the uh, bulletproof shield that pops behind Bond, but it's not going to hold forever. Bond shoots back at the car, blowing out the windows, and they see no one inside. (gasps) Because there's no one inside. They're like, what the hell's happening here? Bond looks at my way. He says to her, put on your harness. (laughs) So she locks in. Suddenly, Bond makes a sharp turn and drives the Aston Martin off a cliff. The robot car, using its targeting software, has perfectly been mimicking them, so it follows them off the side. My Way screams as the DB5 plummets. Bond hits the ejector seat button, and both chairs shoot out into the air. Parachutes spring from the car seats, and the pair float gently to the ground. Meanwhile below, both cars sink to the bottom of the ocean. Bond and My Way land safely. Bond glances down, and he says, It doesn't pay to tailgate. (laughs) It's, That's not a cool thing to say. It's so, it's so amazing. It's road rules. It's Pressure road rules. 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 Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So Henry throws his goggles across the room. He screams, I want him dead. And take her to the penthouse, pointing at Connie. So he's very annoyed at this. Back with Bond, he's straightening himself up, but he comes face to face with My Way's pistol. Nearby, a Chinese helicopter is landing. So she's like Chinese spy. Yeah. We're now at a red Chinese camp. The chopper takes 007 to a red Chinese camp where he's quizzed by Wei's boss, Colonel 
uh, Kui Lo. He was the guy that was reading the reports on Bond before. Yeah. He wants to know why a British agent is in China and does not like the death and destruction 007 has caused. He suggests that Bond is here to disrupt the final negotiations between handing back Hong Kong to China. Bond assures him he is not involved at all. And if he wants Bond's help, he needs to tell them the full story. Quinlow explains that their government received a letter threatening the destruction of their nuclear power plants. He explains that they ignored the threat, but he'll take Bond to show him the consequences. So they're going to go to an exploded site. Um, Cut back to Sir Henry speaking with Otto Winkart. He questions him about how did Bond know where to go. So he's suspicious of, of, of Winkart. Otto shakes his head, I don't know what you're talking about. But then he's knocked out by a swift kick from Nan, the girlfriend. Oh, so she's yeah, like, okay. I forgot about her. Yeah, yeah, she was just in a lotus position <laughs> yeah. and now she's like kicked him out. So she's got a bit of okay. kung fu style with her. Yeah. So Henry's uh, girlfriend. Uh, Henry smiles. Roden, the head of security, takes Otto's body and simply drops it down a trash chute. <laughs> yeah, we're into a compactor that then just crushes Otto. Wow, poor Otto. So very, very much like, you know, like Spy Who's Changed yeah, Me, yeah, stuff yeah, like that, yeah, like yeah. with the seats. But it's <laughs> yeah. very like that, very it like is, that. Yeah. Now we're back at the Nanking power plant with Bond, Lowe and Wei. The drive to Nanking is scattered with death and destruction after the explosion. On the way... Quinn Lowe explains that they've discovered that it was one of the Koho Ni machines that went haywire and caused the explosion. They arrive, and after looking for clues, Bond compares his manufacturing machine's microchip with the one Connie had slipped him, and it's a perfect match. So he realises, oh, hang okay. on, this, this changeover so, is what's caused it. So someone had changed over the uh, ship from the beginning to have this microchip in it. Yes. Which has caused it to run into this. Yeah, yes, okay. and they, they'd paid, yeah, and, and yeah. Connie had paid to do it, yeah. yeah. Um, after their trip to the power plant, Quinn Lowe, My Way, and Bond are in a decontamination chamber. Quinn is still suspicious of Bond, but the two talk. It will take time to analysis the chips, but I can tell you the robot has only been in service one day. It has just came back from repair at the manufacturer's, Koho Ni Industries. Can they be behind this? No, they're dead. It's the man who killed them you're looking for. Sir Henry Lee Ching. It doesn't surprise me. What do you really know of this man, Sir Henry? That he's a thief and a killer, the son of a warlord. Opium dealer? That was one such a menace. It was necessary for me to cross into Burma, attack his headquarters, and kill him. Sir Henry and his English mother fled to Hong Kong where the bulk of the fortune was on deposit. Sir Henry will never rest until he has extracted a terrible revenge against China. And England. I'm positive he was behind the Harrier incident. He wants our two countries at war. All for revenge? Hong Kong could be destroyed! Greed enters into it. He sells weapons to both sides. Things go his way, Hong Kong could end up his little fiefdom. And if not, well, just becomes a pawn he's willing to sacrifice. Let me go back and deal with him. Even if I trust you, Bond, the English would not believe you. They just made him a knight. Sir Henry, what a cruel joke. Do you know how long I have dreamed of this moment? To put you on trial for your crimes? There were grudges on both sides. I don't apologize for what I've done. There's always been a sort of justice in it.
shouldn't be long. Yapland. He's on a call. And he has a staff meeting in five minutes. This won't take but a moment. Yes, Minister. Everything is well. Bond, what the devil are you doing in Hong Kong? You're supposed to keep me informed. I just came back from the reactor at Nanking. Uh, yes, I saw. Uh, yes, here it is. They had an accident at the reactor. Uh, we picked her up on the satellite. It was no accident. It was intentional. Like the Harrier crashing into that village. Let's not go over old ground. I've had enough of MI5's conspiracy theories. I saw this myself. The reactor was sabotaged. The rods were pooed by a maintenance robot. <laughs> Robots? Programmed by your friend, Sir Henry. Are you mad? Sir Henry is one of England's most staunch supporters. I'm afraid the Red Chinese have pulled the wool over your eyes, Bond. They probably came up with that cock and bull story to cover up for their own incompetence. Now look at the time. I am late for a staff meeting. Damn it, you will listen. And what do you suggest? An immediate commando raid of Sir Henry's building. You are joking. Bond, I don't have any time for your paranoid rantings. You're off the case. I want you on the next plane back to London. Just shut up and listen. You blew my cover last night and almost got me killed. Your Sir Henry won't rest until he sees the British and the Chinese at each other's throats. You act like you're on Sir Henry's payroll, but you're too arrogant and stupid to know. And now, I'm going to take care of that bastard myself. You're fired. You hear me, Bond? <laughs> He's got Bond fired again, mate. lost his cool. He's got fired again. Bond doesn't swear very much, does he? No, he doesn't actually. Yeah, so, so bastard was. Uh, you feel the impact, yeah, yeah, massively. So what? What do we think? So we've figured out. They figured out. Yeah. Basically, Sir Henry has swapped microchips. He, well, he got Connie. Yeah. To swap over microchips at the uh, the Kohoni. Yep. Manufacturing plants, and now he's being able to blow up stuff and things yeah, like that, yeah, as so, well so as he, hacking into. So Henry's behind everything. Wants revenge on England. Yes, correct. Which is it's funny because there's a couple of things there. So one is Alec Trebek wants revenge on England for yeah. not supporting um, his their like his historical family That's and stuff true, like that. Yeah, yeah. and also from uh, Goldeneye, we should put from it. Goldeneye. Yeah. Sorry, and then um, Elliot Carver. He wants to control the news. Yeah, and he wants in to create the world it, is not enough. enough. Yeah, in yeah. the South China Sea, he wants to make the tomorrow's headlines today. So he he manufactures war because it's great for his newspaper. Ah. So it's very it's very interesting. There's a few little pieces that they've taken. I find that one interesting. Where uh, I remember when that came out, everyone's like, "That's ridiculous." The story that the, the news media would be would be like to drum up something. It's like <laughs> no, <laughs> not so much. No, that is happening actually, as it turns out. <laughs> so. So we're back at Sir Henry's penthouse and uh, he's looking out from his tallest building in Hong Kong with his beautiful lethal nan by his side. So Henry watches a video monitor as Bond as he storms out of the Universal Exports offices, which is where he just was. Um, He makes a call to Roden to take care of it. Roden then gets his motorcycle gear and speeds off into the night. Streets of Hong Kong. Bond is picked up by my way outside the offices, but Roden is on their tails. Bond tells uh, MI5, won't help them, and they're on their own. Bond convinces My Way to help him penetrate Sir Henry's stronghold. As they speed down the road, Roden and his motorbike 
clicks a button on the side of his helmet <laughs> and a missile launcher pops out from his motorbike, uh-huh. yeah? Fires two rockets at My Way's car. The car then explodes and flips into the water. 007 is dazed, but he manages to escape the sinking car. He dives back down to get to My Way, but finds her eyes open and her neck broken. <gasps> She's dead. My Way. She's oh, no. dead, yeah. Bond swims back to the surface and makes his way to the shore in the darkness unseen. Mm. Uh, so Henry's penthouse. So Henry's informed that Bond is dead. Bond never had sex with My Way, did he? No. No, okay. No, 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 no. There, there, is, there, there is a... Um, an unfortunate trope of in Bond movies, once he's had sex with a woman, she they dies. dies. Yeah, that's true. To the true. point where in uh, which which one is uh um uh, Monica um Bucci. Yeah. In um Spectre. He is literally she? has sex with her and then she's like, I'm I'm gonna die now. Like she, she literally <laughs> dies right away. Which is that's the quickest it's ever <laughs> happened. Ever, yeah, I was well. just making sure this wasn't that trope. Yeah, good. No, no, no. She they did not do yeah. um that. But so Henry now does think that Bond is dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is. He looks at Connie, who's next to him, and he assures her that uh, he has plans for her, um, but not the same fate as 007. Yeah. He's summoned away, leaving Nan to guard Connie. So Nan, the girlfriend, yeah, is yeah, now guarding yeah. Connie. The Universal Experts, Far East officers, Yapland, Q, and Crisp all watch a video monitor as the car is being dragged from the water. Yapland announces that nobody could have survived that explosion. And he actually says the line that and the reason why they can't find the body is sharks probably ate the body. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. Um, and Q has a tear in his eye. Oh, so Q and Chris make themselves scarce and return to Chris's apartment where they discover Bond having a shower. Oh, oh Q, God. They're walking there. What do you think Q says? What the bloody hell are you doing here, Bond? <laughs> Bond looks at him and says, hand me a towel. Bond announces that now that he's dead, he can get on with the mission to get inside Sir Henry's penthouse. 007 hands Q a long list of tools necessary to infiltrate Sir Henry's offices. Can you get them? Q just simply hugs 007. Oh, cute. Oh, and Crisp, I'm going to need a map of the sewers. (laughs) So now we're in the Hong Kong sewers. Yeah, great. So we're, we're reaching this sort of climax now. In the sewer system beneath the city, Bond and Crisp are searching for the pipe that leads to Sir Henry's office. They're dressed in overalls and have donned gas masks. It actually has the line in here from Crisp. He goes, oh, it's a bit pongy in here. <laughs> Bond finds the tunnel and they shimmy up the pipe. Crisp follows after passing uh, the bag to him. Bond fetches a blowtorch from his bag and begins to work cutting through the tunnel door. They break through and they find themselves in the maintenance room of the offices. Yeah, their bond adjusts the pressure on the fire hose system and he blocks a few of the pipes with a special resin. So he starts sort of setting up something for later on. He's always one step ahead, mate. This guy. Then he makes his way into the corridor um, with Crisp staying behind, um, and he gets his way up to the penthouse level. He reaches the floor, but he finds the doors locked. So he cracks open a nearby air conditioning vent and he crawls inside. Now we're back in Sir Henry's robotic control room. Remember that one with the map of the world and everything in there where he does his evil stuff? So Henry paces back and forth with uh, Dr. Um, Lombardi. He's making final adjustments to his equipment. He looks at the clock. Not much longer now. At the military airport in Nanking, Chinese officers and dignitaries move towards a waiting jumbo jet, their sort of version of Air Force One. They're greeted by Quinlo, the Chinese foreign minister. He shakes his hands as they board the plane. 
back in the robotic control room, so it cuts between the two. Yep. A technician on his computer gains access to a Royal Navy frigate in the South China Sea. So that's an English vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, its air missile mounted station flashes to life Uh-oh. and starts swinging around. Yeah. So the technician nods to Sir Henry. They'll be in range in 10 minutes. So the Chinese side are taking off in their plane yeah. and they've hacked the, an English ship's missile command to uh, shoot, shoot them down, yeah. basically. Back in the penthouse. But that would cause war. That would be war, 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 Cambo. Um, it's his plan. It's his plan. Um, back in the penthouse, Bond crawls through the air ducts of the penthouse until he finds... Come the... to Hong Kong. We'll have a good time. <laughs> Very good, Cambo. A uh, bit of diehard reference there. Love it. Um, it is New Year's, not Christmas. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Finds the room in which Connie's held. So he's found Connie's room. To Connie's surprise, Bond drops down from the roof. They're reunited and embrace, but only temporarily, as Nan appears at the door, ready for a fight. She's always ready for a fight. Bond, if she's not in the lotus position, she's ready, ready for, for a fight. fight. <laughs> Bond's pretty confident. He's okay. looking at this, this, this woman. He's, he's like, I can take her. But she quickly delivers a powerful blow to yeah. his chest, yeah. and Bond flies across the room. Fight yeah. comes before the fall. Correct. But... Connie yeah. then tries to take on Nan, but she's flinged across the room as well with one hand. Wow. But as she's flinged across the room, Nan's outfit is torn, revealing she a robot. the complicated stainless steel <laughs> plates, Cambo. You got it in one. Oh, you bet. Man. Nan is a robot. Mm. There's more robots. This wow. is basically Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. So we go to a wide shot now of a fight. It's quick and brutal. So Bond's yeah. now fighting this AI. The robot, robot. Yeah, 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 yeah. The struggle continues until Bond dodges a particularly lethal dive from Nan. So he moves at the last second. She smashes through the penthouse window and falls 40 stories to her death. Now, interestingly, Cambo, there is no quip here. So I would like to throw to you, this is a robot assassin that's just gone out 40 stories to her death. What would you say? Do you have any thoughts? We need a robot pun. Yeah. Maybe something like, time to go offline. Oh, that's great, Cambo. Actually, I really like that. I had a couple I came up yeah. with. Oh, I think I can think of another one as well. Hit me. Time to unplug. <laughs> Mate, you're, that's great off the thanks, cuff. Thanks. I've got, uh, she needs a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I've got, that's good. I guess she fell for me. I might have pushed her buttons. <laughs> <laughs> then I've got this is I <laughs> these these two these are getting a bit off target. Uh, I think she had a bit of a microchip on her shoulder. <laughs> and finally, as he looks down, I reckon this would be a good one. <laughs> Let her rust in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Bond every now and again having a real sober realization and doing the old. I murdered that woman. <laughs> that poor woman. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 007 now throws a bunch of phosphorus grenades around the penthouse, setting everything alight. Cut to an alarm going off and the fire hose system slowly building up, yeah, with pressure. Down to the one that he um, toyed with before. We now cut back and forth between the action and the targeting system on the Royal Navy vessel, the Chinese delegate jumbo jet, and sort of a countdown yeah. range till it's in. So we're sort yeah. of going back and forth between all that. Yeah. Ticking clock. Yeah, correct. Essential exactly. for a third act. Correct. Bond and Connie make a quick escape back through the air duct and down into the elevator room. Um, so they're in the corridor leading to the elevator. However, 
The level has gone into shutdown because of the fire. So all the doors are closed and everything, so it's completely sealed. Alarms are sounding and the fire hose system, the pressure's building more and more, more and more, until all the sprinklers above Bond and Connie burst and they start flooding the hallway rapidly. So the whole hallway is starting to fill up with water. It's an airtight hallway. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Sir Henry looks at the monitor and he sees Bond and Connie. Could somebody please rid me of this pest? Roden says, consider it done. He takes his helmet and his automatic gun and he makes his way to the elevator. One Why is he so confident? Because he failed last time. Every time. He fails yeah. every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah, wait. So there's one minute till, till rain. So we're in the last minute. Uh-huh. Sir Henry rubs his hands together. He wants to press the button. Yeah, so he moves yeah, the technician yeah, yeah. out of the way and there's a big button on the yeah, table, yeah. I'm assuming. Wall. It's like fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the corridor is now flooded with 007 and Connie nearly drowning on the roof. Yeah. So filled up. Cut to Rodin in the elevator with his helmet auto-targeting ready. He's getting all the way up there. It dings and it opens to a huge wall of water. So it smashes into him. The lift cable snaps and it falls all the way back down. So the water and the lift is all going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back down the corridor. Huge torrent of water. Back in the lair. So was he not prepared for that? Not at all. (laughs) Not at all, Cambo. This guy's the worst. Back to Sir Henry. Sir Henry starts laughing and boasting that he he can start a war with a flick of a switch. Target in range. He starts to put his finger down the button when we hear a rumbling behind them. Just in time, he turns around to see a wall of water s- yeah, smashed <laughs> through the elevator door with um, Rodin in it, exploding outwards into the control room, knocking everyone over, halting the countdown as sparks and circuits start frying everything from the water. Yeah. Robots never considered water, did they? <laughs> that was the one thing. They're like the, one the, thing they're like the aliens from, from science. science. Bond looks down the dripping elevator shaft. It looks like Sir Henry is all washed up. Is Bond pretending that he knew that was going to happen? I seriously, he what an absolute coincidence! It's that he stopped him. It's it's very lucky yeah. that someone opened the elevator door. Yeah, he's like, all right, because he's like, even if he was like, all right, I'll flood the hallway. Yeah. What that will do is trigger someone to come and kill us. Yeah. He'll take the elevator. So once he <laughs> takes the elevator, he won't have prepared for it. <laughs> so will. the doors will open, the cable snap, it'll go back down. Those doors will open, probably wash out to Henry. I'd because imagine. ultimately he was not that close. No. To stopping the no, button being pressed. No, that's what I'm saying. It's luck. And now he's like, well, it looks like he's all washed, washed away. <laughs> you did nothing. <laughs> You didn't do this. So it's an interesting, it's yeah. interesting ending. But Cambo, it doesn't end there. Oh, we've, got a little, we've got a little tale to this. Back in Bond's hotel with Connie, they lie in bed eating a vast array of room service. The doorbell rings. They finally got their room service. It's, it's been there. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> and Connie goes to answer it. A messenger arrives in a helmet. Oh, no. The visor opens and it's Sir Henry. <gasps> yes. With his auto gun poking out from the hit pocket. So somehow he's got, Ron's dead and he's got his stuff. His stuff. He's followed them there. I don't know why they didn't confirm that he was yeah, dead yeah, at the yeah. time. But not any, did anyway. he not stop Sir Henry of his own volition. They just leave. He didn't, <laughs> didn't even check. <laughs> I assume that war has been prevented. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so um, Sir Henry starts monologuing, which yeah. we love here. Classic. It's a podcast classic. Uh, as Bond subtly grabs the champagne bottle next to him. And as he's monologuing, he fires the cork from the yeah. champagne bottle. It hits Sir Henry in the head, yeah. right? But like, because the visor's up, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he stumbles back. Bond grabs Connie. They dive into the bedroom. 
So Henry then turns on his helmet's thermal vision so he can see where they are. He starts firing towards them and they're diving out of the way. They dive into the uh, environmental bathroom area. And so Bond turns on yeah, all the, the, the steam, steam up. Yeah, yeah. So, he's, so Bond turns the heat and steam all the way up so, to, so Henry's vision doesn't mean anything. Bond then jumps it's into... like a predator. Bond then jumps into a shower and turns on the cold water to lower his body temperature. So this is Predator. This is very Predator. You are one ugly motherfucker. He's now invisible to Sir Henry. Sir Henry looks around, can't see anything. I mean, you can flip the visor up. Yeah, I'm assuming it's making the noise that goes whoosh in yeah, Predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sir Henry's making that clicking noise. <laughs> yes, anytime. So then he changes to manual fire. So he can't see anything, so he changes it back. And he's got a little trigger that yeah. he can fire with. Um, but the gun now mirrors the helmet movements to the target where to look at. So it's changed. so it's actually like that other Predator movie yeah. where it has the, you know, he has the helmet and it follows the, yeah, the yeah. gun. Yeah, yeah. So now the gun mirrors the movements. Bond jumps onto Sir Henry's back from behind, pulls the helmet off, throws it to the ground. Sir Henry then knocks back into Bond, knocks him through a shower stall and wins him on the ground. Sir Henry smiles as he gets the, the trigger ready and just as he pushes the button... Bond quickly moves the helmet that's next to him on the ground to aim back at Sir Henry's head. So as he presses the button... Wait, is the gun coming from the helmet? It's coming from his hip, right? It's coming from his hip. So it goes back and does a (laughs) U-turn? So, no, no, no. So he basically... Points it, points it back at Sir Henry. So he basically points it back at Sir Henry at the last second and the gun then flips up, up right, okay. and shoots yeah, him yeah, in the, yeah, through exactly. the jaw yeah. and blo- basically blows his head off okay, at that point. That, that makes more sense. So pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good little good little um, thing. Then he falls to the ground. Does so, he have a quip? Uh, he does not have a quip there. There okay. is no quip there. So he's lost his top or Helmets something like that. Helmets aren't always safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he moves um, Sir Henry and the gun fires straight up, blowing his head off. Bond stands up, picks up Connie. They look around the demolished apartment and he says, I think we're going to have to have dinner out. <laughs> and they kiss. And that, my friend Cambo, is the untitled Bond 17, the wow. third Timothy Dalton James Bond. What did you think, Cambo? This is a Roger Moore movie. It does feel like it. They <laughs> yeah. have definitely course-corrected. Yeah, man, it's wacky. Um, I'm, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun yeah, too. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. It's some great, some it's a, great it's moments. It's a pretty insane script, but it's a lot of fun. I don't think it ever re-reaches the heights of the tandem gliding competition no, no, no. <laughs> at the start, it which does, is outrageous. It starts very strong, doesn't it? <laughs> and the fact that Bond accidentally solves the issue. At the end of the day, <laughs> as well. I know, day. I know. It's, it, it comes crazy to the end, but yeah. it's still, yeah. It's, I, I actually find the, um, the theme of it really interesting that it was so timely. It's yeah, handing the, Hong Kong back over to China. Early 90s, yeah, yeah, it's uh, that is really interesting to me. I think it would have dated really badly. Just with, the robots alone, the virtual yeah, reality suits yeah. and stuff like that. It's that like Lawnmower Man or something. Like, like Very you watch much. it now and you're like, God, this is so far off. And can you imagine 1990 stop motion robot animation? I know. I'm just thinking of the right, like big clunky sort yeah, of like yeah. uh, number five is alive yeah. sort of <laughs> robots and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that would have dated. You're right, that would have dated it horrendously yeah, yeah, quick. Yeah. But it is a return to the quippy yeah. sort of yeah, James cool, Bond. cool yeah. gadgets, cool gadgets, and like yeah. uh, some great Bond quips. 
Um, yeah, it's fun. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think it was fun. So why was it cancelled? Yeah. Um, so basically... Do we cover that on this show? We do. Oh, okay, yeah, right. The fact that yeah, it was yeah, yeah, This yeah. didn't get made, Cambo, just so you know. But I, know. I feel like I've seen it even. <laughs> well, Is yeah. that thanks to the audio recreation? I think that's yeah. just because of the uh, the movie magic that we yeah. put together here, Cambo. Um, so uh, litigation, yeah. that was it. At the Classic. end of the day, legal action over the sale of MGM... And uh, Pathy, the global television rights and various changes of ownership of the studio put Bond 17 on hold for around three years. So the Bond franchise is controlled by a family. Yes. The Broccoli family. The Broccoli family, uh, yes. At this point, it could have still been Cubby Broccoli. I don't know when he died. I think he died mm. either in the 80s or early 90s. Mm. Uh, or Barbara, who now continues to Runs it. it, yeah. But they seem like terrible people <laughs> well it's just it's <laughs> like they, a, a they legal nightmare they screw people over they cut people out of stuff and so the fact that they get sued so often because they try and retain everything, everything yeah um Th- that, that's what seems like led to this lawsuit that's why timothy Dalton never got more than two yep. because they could not legally work out distribution rights, rights to things and who owns what and where it's going that's why there's james bond movies uh, what's the one that was made without them? Because they there was like a legal loophole where they could make it, and then Sean Connery came back to fuck over Cubby Broccoli. Yes, it's, it's like, yes. There, there's such a messy history of like lawsuits and the Bond franchise. So the fact that this was stopped by a lawsuit seems so fitting. That never that, say never again. That's it. That's never it. say never again. That never say never again is the unofficial James Bond. Yeah, it's a remake of a movie they already made. Yes, but the rights because it was co-authored by someone that wrote it with Ian Fleming. They got the rights, rights back to it. Yeah, so they just remade a Bond movie. Where they got Sean Connery out of retirement as Bond. It's a it's the Thunderball. It's the other version of Thunderball. Thunderball. Yeah. Thunderball. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And apparently, Never Say Never Again was because uh, Sean Connery had said, "I'd never, I'll play, never Bond play Bond again." again. And his yeah. wife apparently said, "We'll never." say never yeah there you go yeah so basically bond look there was a lot of back and forth bond was back on track in 93 when mgm creative affairs uh elizabeth robinson announced in variety that the 17th was going to get made yep um and they had a new script in there and it was going to look at all this stuff but they still didn't like the rewrites dalton was sort of left in limbo this whole time at the end of the day dalton's contract expired officially in 93 oh so it got it was getting to that that point. So when and was his first film? 85 or so? It must it's just an odd amount of years for a contract. Yeah. It must be like seven years or something, you know, like like his contract expired in 93. You would think it would be like, oh, maybe 83 to 93. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah, somewhere along the lines. Yeah. Um, but they just ran out of time with yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. So, But it was funny because the um, he – was completely fine about it. Like he very graciously bowed out in 94. He said, no, look, I'm actually done, yeah. which was actually good for um, uh, for the rest of the, the Broccoli family because they were sort of under pressure from MGM at that point to maybe get rid of him to yeah. fresh start it sort of. So the fact that he just bowed out and was like – another little interesting side bit, Cambo, apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger's 007 style True Lies hit the screens and – they actually say that that actually played a lot into Bond 17's production. Really? Because that sort of came. So, what year was True Lies? 95 ish. Yeah, so that, that was being worked on. Yeah. And they were like, oh, this is sort of similar to a lot of the stuff. So, at that point, they scrapped like 
everything. Wow. And they're like, you know what? And that's when they started working on GoldenEye. Oh, yeah. and, and it sort of takes in a different direction. It still has the technology stuff, but it's definitely different to what we yeah, have yeah, been yeah, talking yeah. about today. Cast, uh, uh, that eventually cast Pierce Brosnan. Do you yeah. know the weird thing about P- Pierce Brosnan's casting? What's that? When they cast Timothy Dalton, oh, yeah. uh, Timothy Dalton was choice number two. Choice number one was? Was Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, yes. uh, but he couldn't get out of Remington Steel. Yeah, and they yeah, yeah. So they just like, okay, we'll move on. And then they came back to him. Came back to him. Full yeah. circle moment. Yeah. Isn't that weird when stuff like that happens? Oh, love it. Love it. Um, so that's pretty much it, Cambo. That's, yeah. That is the entire thing. So I suppose we end with asking the question, Yeah, would this have been any good? This, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is also one of the rare ones where you need to consider this would replace another movie. Oh, okay. So, so you're going down the right of this. This is now. This is Bond there is seventeen. No, there is no Goldeneye. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, Goldeneye is Bond seventeen. Oh, Cambo, that hurts me. I love my Goldeneye. Me too. I don't know if this is better than Goldeneye. It's not better than Goldeneye. No, 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 no way. No. I was being generous when I said I don't know if this is. <laughs> uh, would it have been good? No. Do we want to see it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. we want to see it. Well, I want to see this. I want to see this. I want to see it for the quips. I want to see it for the for the nineties robots. <laughs> I think it'd be fantastic. Well, we have come to the end of this entire season. Of oh my god, Cambo! Report. No way, goes so quickly like that. I know. Uh, look, thank you so much for listening. We love making this show. We love it's finding fun. these weird movies and we, we love doing all of this. So thank you so much for listening. Even if you only listen to this one, it doesn't matter. We appreciate it. And if you have enjoyed the episode, we would love it if you could subscribe on any podcast platform that you normally listen to stuff on. That kind of stuff helps us get discovered in the charts. It would also be terrific if you could leave us a five-star review. That also really helps us show. Eden, do you have an example of the kind of review they can leave? Five-star, fantastic. This was from 8Brett8 via Apple Podcasts in the United States. He said, they had me at Schwarzenegger flexes out of a donkey carcass. <laughs> Reference, of course, to the Crusade episode. Yeah, back in season one. Yeah. A great deep dive into movie what-ifs, funny hosts and talented voice actors really paints the picture. Oh, great. Well, thank you very much. And if you do want to support the show, you can always support us over on Patreon, even though the show won't be continuing for you know, a month or two. Yep. Well, more than that, probably. Uh, it ta- st- does take us a while to yeah, put yeah, this together. Yeah. Uh, we're still releasing stuff over on Patreon. We've got our bonus podcast. Correct. We've got behind-the-scenes stuff. We've Casting got calls. Interviews, casting yep. calls. It's a lot of fun over there. And that, honestly, that's what helps this show actually get made. Um, this is something I've never mentioned before. I've got another podcast. If you still want to listen <laughs> yeah. to stuff, that's probably true. Uh, it's ever. called Reddit on Reddit. There's like 350 <laughs> episodes <laughs> of that show. Uh, that off. comes out every single week as well. So if you're not sick of my voice, you can always come there. Uh, let me tell you, it's way different to this show. Yeah, it's way different. And if you don't like my voice, it's a great option because <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's a lot more chaotic than this show. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of this movie and the season? And have we missed anything all along the way? We'd love to hear from you. You can always get in touch with us via cancelmovies at gmail.com or at cancelmovies on all of the socials. And if there's a cancel movie project you want to hear about next season, why not let us know by filling out the form in the yes. episode notes and we might just give that the cancel movie report treatment as well. Uh, thank you so much to our voice cast. You'll find them listed below. Uh, Paul Kaczynski has uh, Chris. What a <laughs> yes, line. Right, we yeah. loved it. He needs I, a spin-off. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm Michael Campbell. I've hosted and edited this episode in Eden Porter. You've been my co-host this whole season, too. Thank you very much, Cambo, for having me. And we both produced the show. Thank you for everyone that's listened, everyone that's joined us this season. Thank you to Michael Gilio for taking the oh, time to Amazing get and great secret keeping that as Thank well. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. And uh, look, we'll hopefully be back soon. We need a little bit of a break to recharge, but we'll be back with more cancel movie fun shortly.